Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and I thank you for coming along for the ride once again. Also, special thanks to my supporters on Patreon, my patrons of the Progressive Arts. If you enjoy Prog Watch and it has some value to you, I'd ask you to consider supporting my efforts here. You can find more at patreon.com forward slash Anthony or by following the support the show link at the top of the homepage of progwatch.com. And that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. So I'm very excited to tell you that this week's program is an artist interview and feature show focused on a new project called T.A.P., which features Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn. T.A.P., which is stylized as capital T, period, capital A, period, capital P, no period, has just released an album of instrumental progressive rock called Paradigms, which can be pre-ordered right now and will release officially on October 6th. I was lucky enough to interview Mark, Susie, and Michael together recently, and we will be hearing some of that chat a little later. Right now, though, I thought perhaps we could warm up a little with some of the new TAP music, so here's the album opener called Infinite Names.
Again, that was Infinite Names by T.A.P. from their forthcoming album Paradigms. Now let's get into some of my chat with Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn of T.A.P. Today I am joined by Mark Cook, Michael Jawborn, and Susie James of the new group T.A.P. And as I always like to do whenever I interview artists, I like to uh, get a little background. You know, did you uh, come from a musical family? Did you uh, take music in school? And what are your previous experiences in music? So we'll start with the ladies first. So, uh, Susie. Hi. Um, yeah, I, uh, I started really, I was interested in music at school. Um, and when I was 16, my parents bought me an acoustic guitar, which is kind of late for, you know, budding musicians, but, um, I almost became obsessed with it. You know, it was, um, uh, you know, I was, I, I just took, I really took to it and a year later because I'd, uh, sort of um progressed pretty well with it uh, my parents uh, bought me electric guitar which is what i was really interested in and uh, uh, a year later i did my first concert at school so um after that i was hooked and um when i started work i happened to meet some people who had a band and they were just going around doing um kind of rock covers and blues and things like that and i just joined in and i was really interested in lead guitar because it was a a time of guitarists, you know, it's all the Hendrix and Cream, uh, you know, Clapton and all that, and Santana, and I just loved all that whole uh, vibe. So I just kept going with that and progressed with each guitarist I came across, um, you know, John McLaughlin and uh, Aldi Demiola, and just kept going, <laughs> you know, Steve Vai, Satriani, um, and I just absorbed all that stuff. And, and all that time, um, I was playing in different bands, doing covers and also original rock bands as well. Um, and, uh, but I, I did, um, form a progressive rock band at some point. And, um, we had some local success, no recording or anything like that, but because we, we all had proper jobs. Um, but we loved it. And, uh, I've sort of come back full circle. So I'm back to, Prog because it incorporates all kinds of music and all sorts of influences that I enjoy. So that that's that's how I got into music, really. Okay, and aside from this, you're also in the band Fearful Symmetry, correct? That's that's right. Uh, my my cousin Jeremy's uh, you know he plays a bit of bass and uh, he has his own little trio that he plays in small clubs and uh, bars and. Um, we used to get together and just jam a bit and we said oh you know i'd said that i've been writing some music and then i thought would you like to have a go at doing some lyrics and uh he's a big william blake nut so <laughs> he mm. came up with some stuff on that and that just morphed into doing a whole album on uh william blake and of course we called ourselves fearful symmetry from the blake poem tiger tiger and um uh, and a lot of people liked it you know we were just doing what we enjoyed listening to as much as anything and it's all varied lots of different influences in there so um jeremy has a lot of other hobbies as well and he sort of um stepped aside for the second album which is the difficult second and uh, that was released a year ago uh, and again has enjoyed um critical success if not commercial but uh, a lot of people like it and that's really what mm -hmm. i was after good stuff yeah i've played some on the show I've, uh, yeah thank you um, Thank you. Uh, so I guess uh, we'll move on to Mark. You know, you want to fill us in a little on your history? Uh, well, I, I started playing guitar when I was in my early teens. 
and um, through uh, basically through high school. And uh, when I got into college, I, I studied art and music at the same time, but I, I mainly, I got a degree in art versus the music program because it was so conservative. <laughs> they taught very traditional classical composition or uh, jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I took a lot of uh, music theory courses, but I, I focused on art more, visual arts. And um, I guess um, once I got out of high school is when I actually started putting together bands to uh, perform live. And, um, and then I, I also switched from playing guitar to Chapman's stick. And then I, a few years after that, I started playing the war guitar. Um, and so I, I guess the past, I don't know how many years, but my main bands heard of instinct and, uh, but also play in a kind of psychedelic band called liquid sound company. Right. And you guys uh, just put out like a joint effort recently, didn't you? Right. Right. It was, uh, during the pandemic, we we had just started um, uh, the album's called. Uh, I'll, I'll get it wrong because <laughs> I never remember these things. I think it's Psychoactive Songs for the Souls, and it's kind of like a vocal based album that's real schizophrenic, psychedelic that goes from '60s pop to like real spacey, um, uh, kind of ethnic. Um, psych um, but while we were recording that the pandemic hit and so um, I'm the guy who recorded I'm the engineer for that band so um, while we were recording that I started a kind of like a second project and included uh, two of the guys from the band and then a guy that's played flute with uh, Herd of Instinct um, and so we recorded like an instrumental project kind of at the same time. Um, it's, it's a little bit of combo of both bands. And then some of the pieces are radically different than both bands. So it was an experiment. <laughs> I think I played some of that on the show as well. Yeah. I like, I liked it. The, uh, the combined effort of the two. That's, that's all I have been exposed to thus far. Uh. <laughs> um, I get it. Was that it then? You want to turn it over to Michael then? Yeah. Get a little his history. Yeah. Um, I got my first guitar when I was 15. I mean, uh, I t- my mom had me in lessons when I was like eight, seven or eight, but I didn't pay attention. I was just talking all the time. So the, the instructor had to kind of let me go because I wasn't focusing on the guitar. But uh, when I was 15, I got my first guitar and a couple friends showed me a song here, a song there. And then I just self-taught pretty much. Um, then in 2003, I, re- I got my first MIDI keyboard. Um, and I started recording with a band called Head Joint. And we've been, well, I've been kind of on hiatus with Head Joint until after TAP pro, uh, album is released and then deal with the promoting and all that. Then I'll get back to writing more head joint stuff. But, uh, yeah, my, my whole family on my dad's side is they're all musicians. So it's definitely in the genes. And, uh, I'm, I, I prefer a keyboard over guitar. 
but I still play guitar once in a while, but mainly keyboards now, and I really, really get into it. So it's, yeah, it's uh, quite the hobby. Yeah, and uh, keyboards are really kind of where it's at these days as far as, you know, linking up with your digital audio software and all that stuff and all the plugins. It's just phenomenal. It's unbelievable. I, I dabble a little. I, uh, I'm not on the level of uh, any of you guys. No, I've done it for fun. <laughs> this week, I also thought it would be fun to check out some of Mark, Susie, and Michael's previous work. So let's start with Susie. This is a track called Hope by another of Susie's projects, Fearful Symmetry.
Once again, that was Hope by Fearful Symmetry, featuring one of this week's guests, Susie James. That comes from Fearful Symmetry's second studio release called The Difficult Second from 2022. Stay with me through our first short break for more great music from this week's special guests, Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn of TAP, here on Prague Watch. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Frog Watch. Let's continue with some of the other work of this week's guests, Mark, Susie, and Michael of TAP. Just before the break, we heard Susie with her other project called Fearful Symmetry. So now let's listen to Michael Jawborn and his project Head Joint. This is The Revolutioner's Dream. around my own hometown long 
And the rising and wars were a waste of time We had everything for nothing And the rising and wars were a waste of time We had everything for nothing And the rising and wars were a waste of time We had everything for nothing And the rising and wars were a waste of time We had everything for nothing And the rising and wars were a waste of time Again, that was The Revolutioner's Dream by Michael Jawborn and Head Joint in collaboration with another project called Everything From Nothing. That can be found on Head Joint's Ambient and Progressive Rock Collection Part 2. Now I have something from Mark Cook who also plays in the band Heart of Instinct. The track I'm playing though is by a collaboration that Mark did with Canadian musician Stephen Leake, which they dubbed The Forever Moment. The name of the song I'm playing is An Opportune Moment.
Once again, that was an opportune moment by The Forever Moment, a project of Stephen Leake and one of this week's guests, Mark Cook. That comes from the self-titled debut album by The Forever Moment, released last year. Now let's listen to a bit more of my chat with Mark, Susie, and Michael, and hear a bit about their current project, TAP. Okay, so that brings us up to uh, the TAP project, and uh, who wants to uh, talk about how that whole thing got rolling and uh, you know how, how everyone became involved? There are other musicians as well beside the three of you, correct? I mean, it, it, this, this project includes people from the United States, Canada, uh, and England, correct? Yeah. Yep. Susie, obviously, with the cool accent, is the uh, English part there, right? <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Um, the thing is, I was born in Scotland, but uh, oh, Scotland, I've been in okay. England so long, I've just lost the accent, you know. So, But I, I think, you know, for me, you know, TAP started with Mike, you know, so I think it's probably best to start with Mike and, and he can, you know, he's got the whole history mapped out. So <laughs> probably uh, over to, to Mike to, to kick us off. Yeah. yeah um, so back in uh, 2013, 20, something like that, 2013, I, uh, I met Gil of Jam Carre. Um, I was well, talking to say that now. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that properly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I said it properly. I'm just that's just a guess. Okay. I, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard them say Jean Carey, but I don't Cray. know. But I don't know if that's accurate or not. So probably better than DM Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably get Jam Carrot. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. Sorry. Uh, oh, continue, good. please. Yeah. So I. I started getting the pro promoting progressive rock back then. And uh, I heard uh, Gail Ellett's album called The Trip. And it blew me away. It was a 43-minute song. So I reached out to him on Facebook and asked uh, if I could help promoting some of his music. And I did that for a little while. And then uh, he introduced me to Mark, asking me if I'd be able to help Mark with his Herd of Instinct promoting. So that... That went on for a little while, and uh, I got the nerve to ask uh, Mark if he'd be up to collaborate on a song. And the first song was done, and I loved it. So we wanted to do more songs, and we ended up having four songs done by the time COVID came around. And it, the fifth song was just started, and I uh, asked Susie uh, uh, if she'd be willing to play on that song uh, I helped Susie with uh, some of her promoting as well mm -hmm. and just went from there and but the the whole COVID thing and life and just got really complicated at the time so the project had to be put on hold up until last year when I uh, reached out to Mark to see if he wanted to finish the, the album and Susie worked on Silence from the Storms and did such an amazing job. We uh, wanted her for the rest of the album. And then after that, uh, I think it was Gail that was next to be brought on board. Uh, asked Gail if he was up for participating in the album. And he worked on seven of the eight songs, submitted his, his parts and... We loved it. 
Um, then I met Paul Sears in a progerock.com chat room and uh, he's friends with one of the hosts there and it just so happens I years before Paul was in uh, did a uh, recorded drums for a band called Clearlight with Cyril Verdot and I was friends with Cyril and uh, he mentioned that uh, Paul was a good drummer so I listened to the album and I was blown away by it and in that chat room I just he was just randomly there and I said, Hey Paul, would you be up for uh doing drums for Silence of the Storm, which is the 13 minute epic? And he agreed and he did his parts. And after that, uh Mark uh asked Paul Bachman or Bill Bachman um to do drums for uh Herd of Instincts mix of Silence from the Storm and that sounded awesome. So that was added as a bonus track. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, TAP. Uh, does it mean anything? Uh, or is it, <laughs> or don't you want to divulge it? Like, you know, they never would say what ZZ Top meant, you know? I, mean. <laughs> I, I, I think we like to be, uh, remain enig enigmatic. You know? Enigmatic? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it, it, it's its meaning can be whatever anybody wants it to be. You know, we, it changes from day to day in our mood, but uh, it th there is a meaning, but you know, it may come out one day. <laughs> there, you heard it, everybody. <laughs> watch, for, watch for that. So, uh, aside from, I, I mean, this whole thing was done remote, uh, the way a lot of projects are these days, and especially during the pandemic, a lot of projects were done that way. So, do you feel there were any advantages or disadvantages to doing it that way? I, I've heard artists say, you know, that, it, you know, some of them prefer to be in the same room and, you know, you can get a different vibe. I mean, but, you know, file sharing, how, whatever you want to call it, it, it forces things to be a different way. Do you, do you think it could have been any different another way or, you know, w would you ever consider like everyone getting together to do another album if, if, if the opportunity arose or, you know, I mean, can anyone speak to that at all? I think from my point of view, it, it I think we're all um, experienced, I would say, musicians and sensitive to other musicians and, and what they do. I mean, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect from day one but i was given free reign to to express you know and, and introduce whatever i i felt went for that piece of music and uh some of it i didn't have any um uh much of mark's input and then later songs you know mark had done an awful lot but he left gaps for me i left gaps for him i listened to where his lead-in was coming and i put something before that which fed into it so you know we we tr i it, it meant um, being, um, you know, using our imagination and and um, trying to make it sound like we're in the same room and, and that it was all planned. <laughs> um, and and I think the end result shows that, you know, whether we changed that uh, approach, I don't know. I think the way we did it was organic. We were, you know, we, we understood what the others were doing and um, that helped me um uh, explore some things which I haven't done before and uh, you know added some percussion a little bits of flute or whatever um and it all just it all just well uh 
Mark did this sort of mixing and it just did such a fantastic job of it. It was just how I expected it to be, you know, the end result. So um, but, uh, we weren't sort of forced into that situation, but I don't see us ever getting into a single room. I mean, this is the first, second time we've actually met each other. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, you don't want to spoil the magic. <laughs> but, uh, now that you've done this one, I mean, obviously you're, you're more aware of uh, everyone else's abilities and, and their yeah. styles. Yeah. So the next one might feel a little more as if you were in the same room, even if you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's true. So, yeah. so yeah. Mark, Mark, we haven't heard a whole lot from you. Uh, I, as a musician, I'm not even 100% sure what a war guitar is all about. And I, I'm, I'm betting that there are listeners out there who, who are probably not all that familiar either. So can you, can you uh, school us a little? Uh, well, probably a lot of people know what the Chapman stick is, which is what yes. Tony Levin plays. So it's like, a, it's like an instrument with a stereo output. So you have uh, a certain number of bass strings, certain number of guitar strings that go out in stereo. So you can, you can run uh, bass strings through a, a bass setup and the guitar strings through a guitar setup. Um, the war guitar is basically very similar to that, just it's the construction is very different. Um, the stick has a very distinctive kind of percussive sound, whereas the war guitar, it sounds more like a standard bass and, and guitar. Um, but the main component of the instrument is, is usually played by two hand tapping. So um, my left hand will play a lot of bass and my right hand plays the guitar parts, but I have multiple instruments. So in Herd of Instinct, I play like a 14 string version where it's very separated and I can play a, comp a separate bass and a separate guitar thing that, that um, sounds like two, two, instruments being played together um i have some smaller instruments that are like 10 string or 12 strings that are tuned like the chapman stick which has a very weird tuning where the bass strings are tuned in fifths and the guitar strings are tuned in fourths so it's a very strange tuning my big instruments i kind of came up with my own tuning for it which is a straight force so it's a lot simpler to think about it, everything's um, parallel, basically, between the two sides. But it's really, I, I think the reason why I got into the instrument was in, in my area of Texas, it was like a hair metal heaven. So there were like mm -hmm. 3 million guitar players and no bass players. <laughs> so I didn't want to give up the high-end guitar range. And so I started playing like the war guitar because it still gave me the ability to have very high notes and then also cover the bass. And I've been able to play in a lot of different bands um, covering, like in Liquid Sound Company, I'm, I'm, I focus on the bass part and then I'm kind of like a background guitar player at times or a texture guy. But I think of it like kind of like a piano, but with but guitar, because it's got a very, very big range but it's it's like a guitar sound. I was going to say it reminds me of you know how a piano player would play you know using both hands and uh, you know playing the lower keys with the one hand and the upper keys you know and that's phenomenal talent in my opinion and uh, 
yeah, to have that separation and what what a really good piano player does is phenomenal. So uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check out some war guitar and see if I can find anything online. Let's do one more song from the new TAP album Paradigms before we take our second short break. This is Initiate Protocol Seven.
Once again, that was Initiate Protocol 7 by TAP from their debut album Paradigms. After our second short break, more great chat with Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn, and more music from their new TAP project, so stay tuned. If you are out there listening right now, I think it is safe to say that your musical tastes are not exactly mainstream. So I bet you sometimes have trouble finding certain CDs or vinyl albums to complete your collection. If that's the case, you need to check out a place I found recently called the Madman's Music Emporium and Gallery. Mike, who runs the Emporium, has a massive collection of hundreds of thousands of titles in CD and vinyl album formats, and also has a great selection of hard-to-find box sets, books about music, and memorabilia such as original and reprint posters and ticket stubs. But Big Tony, I hear you saying, if he's local to you, how does that help me if I'm living in Europe, Asia, or Australia? Well, friends, Mike the Madman has an online store and ships internationally. And while it is difficult for him to have his whole catalog on the online store, you can contact him directly via the site or via email with inquiries about hard-to-find titles. Check out his store at ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Mike's Good Stuff, M-I-K-E-S-G-O-O-D-S-T-U-F-F, all one word, 20163. Or email him directly at Fillmoredistrict, that's F-I-L-L-M-O-R-E-D-I-S-T-R-I-C-T, at yahoo.com. And if you missed any of that information, I will have it posted on my website, progwatch.com. Also, if you do decide to order from the Madman's Music Emporium and Gallery, Tell him that Big Tony sent you by typing Progwatch or Big Tony in the comments. For this final portion of the show, I have a couple more TAP tracks and a bit more interview. So let's do an interview sandwich and start with a track called Silence from the Storm.
Again, that was Silence from the Storm by Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn, and their other collaborators in TAP. Now let's listen to the final part of my interview with Mark, Susie, and Michael. Back to the TAP. So what do we think uh, is coming down the road? What are we going to do with it? Are we? Uh, I mean, obviously, probably touring or something is out, but uh, you think there'll be another album? And uh, beyond that, uh, what are all three of you going to be up to in the near future? Who wants to go first? We'll start ladies first again. <laughs> um, well, I'm... I'm um... One of the other uh, bands that I've worked with is, well, again, it's a collaboration with one other person who involves other musicians and uh, a guy called John Farley. And he's got a a project called Checking for Echo Project. I've heard some of that as well. And uh, he's produced two albums, uh, My Life and Other Short Stories, Volumes 1 and 2. And uh, he's already released one track for Volume 3, but I've got a number of tracks that he sent me to work on. Again, you know, he's there's a kind of a skeleton or framework for me to work with um you know and i'll be playing acoustic guitar and electric guitars and uh, <clears throat> anything else that comes to hand um uh so that's my next uh thing is to get those done in the next few months um i've got a third fearful symmetry album kind of on the back burner i've got about 14 bits of tracks so far some progressed quite a lot some are just ideas um but you know, um, Mike, I'm sure we'll talk about this. That we we do feel that we would like to do a second TAP album. Um, you know, sometime next year when when these other projects have uh, finished, and also uh, when we see what this first album's done. All right, Mike, do you want to come in there? Was that a nice segue? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm gonna be busy promoting the album for the next six months, we'll say, because. Uh, the album will be out, I'm guessing, in October. And yeah, so it'll be a lot of promoting that. But then after the album's released, I need to get back to the head joint stuff with uh, my bandmate Victor and uh, do some more music there. And yeah, I'd love to get a second album done next year. I mean, I was kind of itching to start it already, but I know everyone's got their other bands and. You know, so I'm just going to take a break on the TAP uh, album, next album, and we'll figure it out next year. Okay. Any, anything else? You said you're going to get back to head joint. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a few years since uh, I've really recorded anything with for head joint. Um, we have well, well over 800 songs in our library of songs that we've recorded over the years. Wow. A lot of output. So, <laughs> need to release a box set. Yes. Yeah. Your, your first album is a is a thirty CD box set. <laughs> yeah, like something well, Robert Fripp would do. Yeah. Well, on our Bandcamp, we actually have uh, two two uh, parts, part one, part two, and each one's got about three four hundred songs. Wow. To pay pay as you want, so anybody can download it for free or whatever. The whole library. Wow. Uh, but uh, let's get back to Mark because we didn't give him a chance to uh, to do his last his last minute thing here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the next TAP album. It, it's it'll be interesting. The the first one it took a long time, but it was it was not a difficult project at all. Everyone's so pleasant that it's very very enjoyable. I guess the the 
the projects I'm currently working on is um, kind of a duo project with a Canadian visual artist and and soundscape guy named uh, Stephen Leak. And the project's called The Forever Moment. And we're almost finished with our second album. And we've been working on, he's got an art show next week in Canada. And we've, we've done like two or three, like 30 minute long soundscapes that he'll be playing during this show. And then I have a Herd of Instinct album almost finished too, but it's very different than our last album. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else anybody wanted to add? Oh, uh, just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, uh, we do, we did, uh, got some CDs pressed and Mark actually got them just recently. So they're, be they're, sent all, off. Packed, <laughs> they're all packed <laughs> up right next to me and tomorrow <laughs> I will be sending them. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, well, hopefully, so. hopefully in a few weeks you'll you'll have copies yeah yeah anybody else do you guys have a website or Not yeah, yeah it's uh t-a-p-p-r-o-g dot com t-a-p just the letters i know there was like periods in there are the the periods in there or is it just t-a-p no it's just t-a-p t-a-p p-r-o-g prog so I hope you enjoyed listening in on some of my chat with Mark Cook, Susie James, and Michael Jawborn of TAP. I thank them for taking the time to chat with me, and it was fun getting to know them all a bit personally. Before I sign off, we'll do one more TAP song from the forthcoming Paradigms album. This one is called Terminus.
Again, that was what I thought would be an appropriate closer to the musical portion of the program, a track called Terminus from the forthcoming debut album by T.A.P. If you like what you heard from T.A.P. this week, why not visit their website, tapprog, that's T-A-P-P-R-O-G, all one word, dot com, to learn more or maybe even pre-order that debut album, Paradigms. Before I sign off, I'll also ask you to please remember to check out my website, progwatch.com, where you can find all sorts of cool stuff like links to featured artists' web pages, links to Rob Fisher's reviews on Progressive Discoveries Weeks, as well as all my social media links, my email, and ways to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to any episode I've ever done right there, 500 plus and counting. Search for any artists I've ever featured and find a link to my Patreon page if you would like to help support the show. And if you're looking for CDs, vinyl, original and reproduction tour posters, or other musical memorabilia, you can also find links to the Madman's Music Emporium and Gallery, both the online store and Mike the Madman's direct email. If you're searching for hard-to-find items, don't be shy. Email him. He literally has hundreds of thousands of items in stock, and only a small percentage of that is actually represented on the online store. Anyway, until next time, be well, support the artists, and prog on, my friends. (laughs) 